Hi. Hi there, Sue. How Hi. are you? <laughs> How are you? Well, not too bad this morning. I was wondering if anybody would show up for this uh, session. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering too. <laughs> it's uh, like you're having a nice day there. I can see the sky. Well, uh, it was uh, raining all last night. I'm surprised it wasn't snow because we're having a really cold uh, spring here. We didn't have a winter, but it's now appearing this time of year, so I'm not sure what the deal with that is. <laughs> I just talked to my sister. She's in South Carolina, and it's going to be 80 degrees there today. <laughs> yeah. It's... um. It's about 45 here, and um, just kind of a gray day. This time of year, the high should be in the mid-50s, and today the high will only be 40, so you can tell how things are really way too cold. Yeah. I see Kevin's joined us. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Ren. Hi, Sue. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. Yeah, I hear you talking about weather. Our weather is about the same, about 40s and cloudy. It's kind of an ugh day. <laughs> well, different parts of the country. Usually when I say people in Oregon are, are having cold weather, that means the people on the East Coast are having good weather. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm stuck in the middle, so. <laughs> stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle, yep. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a good song, actually. Stuck <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my! We had a couple of days where it was in the 60s, and um, our my stepdaughter lives in um, the state of Washington, and my husband was talking to her, and and uh, she said it was in the 40s there, and it was in the 60s, 50 here. So, um, yeah, that was a switch. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. Welcome. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Well, this is actually a pretty good turnout for Master Living 3 call. <laughs> uh, last year, um, on three, we would rarely have anybody. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, much better. Much yeah. better. Good. 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 <sighs> Is there anybody I'd like to get us started? I'll be happy, but. All right. I think we have Roslyn coming on too. Oh, Roslyn's joining us. Let's take a minute more and see. If I'm I'm impressed. We're up to five. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, there's Kevin and Karine and Jenny and Sue and Mandy. Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hello. 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 Hi. I'm overwhelmed. Well. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Kareem. Hi, Kareem. My volume must be down or something. <laughs> mm. Have we prayed in? No, not yet. Ren, do you want to pray us in? Okay. I think Kevin was going to pray us in, but I'd be happy to. Either way. Who's Kevin. going to pray us in? Kevin? I volunteered earlier. So. Oh, yay. Kevin, jump in there. You're on today. All right. Well, I invite everyone to place your hand on your heart. And let's take this beautiful breath of inspiration. And let's release anything that no longer serves us through our expiration. And let's be so grateful and so thankful that we've all come together once again in the name of spirit. We are so grateful and thankful to be guided by our higher selves, the higher self who never lets us down. We are so inspired for this connection 
to see the truth, to see the love, and to see the joy in all the things that we do through a perfectly clear lens of spirit. We're so grateful and thankful for being the two or more to join together in the loving name of God, to come together to join with one another, and to explain and experience each other's beautiful path here on this planet Earth, and to be able to learn from one another and to awaken with each other's path because we are one. We're so grateful and thankful for having the power of the violet flame energy that can transmute all the miscreations into the divine love of God. And we're so grateful for the company of heaven who helps us each and every day when we ask for the help because we do not have to do it alone. And we are surrounded by legions of angels who guide us, who protect us, who whisper in our ears and give us inspiration daily. I'm so grateful and thankful to have this beautiful community that we can share with one another and to have the beautiful experience of having a wonderful leader of Jennifer Hadley, who is there to guide us and to give us inspiration and to give us these beautiful groups for which we can share in. I'm so grateful and thankful for having the holy altar fire of divine love where we can place all of our insecurities, our doubts, our aversions, our wantings, needings, cravings, our false beliefs, our judgments, and our opinions. We can place them on this altar for healing. And once the healing's done, we never have to look back on this because we are healed forever. And everyone else around us is healed as we do this because we are one with them. I'm so grateful and thankful to have this opportunity to share this with each and every one of you. And I'm so grateful that we can share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. I do declare the healing of this session to be done here and now. And I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Karine, you going to tell us about how you've been doing? You and Hans? Yes, I will, because this is my first free and happy day. I mean, really, really feeling, feeling really good today. Um, it was a little bit challenging at the beginning because it was supposed to be just overnight. And it turned out to be three days because every day it was a battle with high blood pressure and trying to bring the pressure down. And they tried this and they tried that and uh, everything they were trying, nothing was working. But I kind of knew that it was um, a little bit emotional also. But I mean, that's what I sensed because he also smoked his last cigarette before going into surgery that morning. <laughs> and uh, he did after a couple of days say, you know, mentioned to me that, you know, he felt kind of guilty. And then I told him, I said, you know, forget it. You know, that's not going to help anything. And just forgive yourself, you know, and move on with that. Anyway, I suggested to the nurse, maybe they could ask the doctor to give him a little bit of Valium. <laughs> maybe that will help, you know, with the blood pressure. And it seems that it was after that that it started to come down a little bit. And But, of course, they added like three or four different medicines on top of what he already had. And I was concerned about that. So I listened because I don't usually listen very well, but I did hear Hans a couple of times mention his primary doctor who he loves and trusts. And in the hospital, they don't come because they have hospitalists. So I took it up on myself after ego debates. I just said, the heck with it. Let me just do it. I called the primary and I told him about it. And, um, and he, he reassured me, and I reassured Hans. And when I didn't ask for anything, but when we were leaving the day before yesterday, they gave us an appointment with the primary for the next day. And also therapy. He didn't want to go to therapy. He wanted the weekend off. I just didn't listen to that. We went to therapy yesterday for the first time. When we got to the primary doctor, his blood pressure that had been in the hospital 
180, 190. They got it down to like 150 before he left. It was 90 over 50. Wow. <laughs> so so we adjusted things. But but the last three days, you know, during those times, I was so grateful for the book, well, Lorna's book, which I had never, even though we've been, this is my third year, this is the first time I bought it a few days ago. And mm-hmm. I left it there. I said, I'm not going to touch it until I go to the hospital. That's going to be my company, especially mm-hmm. after after your share. So I I was reading that on the day of the surgery and I had a migraine, I had a headache, but I just didn't pay too much attention to what was going on to me physically because I knew it was all stress. And reading the book really helped me. And eventually the headache left and eventually, you know, things that are coming up are going out, you know, but between that and the daily lessons for the Course in Miracles, wow. Plus, of course, everybody's prayers. I just knew, I just felt confident that whatever it was, was good, it's going to be okay. And I just, for the first time, dealt with those challenges without going into ego battle, you know, and so it was amazing to watch, you know, to kind of watch what's going on and just try not to get into all the drama. Mm. So that's the story. So we are, the work that we are doing is paying off. Doesn't mean we're not going to have some pain along with it, you know, because like I said, I had headaches and of course he suffered a lot mentally, you know, but I did not absorb it as much as I used to and um, yeah mm. and today we are reaping the benefits he's actually participating in doing some therapy this weekend at home mm. and he made his own eggs this morning I mean he's just yeah he's doing much better faster yes wow. so I'm grateful so thank you thank you all <laughs> yay I do I'm, I wanted to mention one more thing which has to do with Tammy. I don't know if anybody else received her message. Okay, because I was thinking about her, and I said I was going to bring that up before my share to keep her in our prayers, but um, if you guys heard already, good. Okay. Okay, thank you. I see we have Sally at the conference here. Course in Miracles conference. Hi, you guys. I've, I've missed the calls for the last few weeks, but I'm here at the conference and and just wanted to jump on before uh, Alan Cohen speaks and um, show you. Uh, well, because I'm with Sean and Rosemary. Let's see, there's Sean <laughs> and Rosemary. <laughs> Jennifer rocked the presentation yesterday. Today. She used the first speech, you know, the main speaker in the ballroom, and she rocked it. It was awesome. And we're just in, in we're missing Tammy because she could, couldn't make it. <clears throat> but um, loving you guys and our community, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll get on, on the call here soon. Just wanted to say hi this morning. Thank you, Sally. Yeah, thank you for bringing us up to date. Yeah. So happy Jennifer rocked it. Yeah. So Sean's getting her phone together. This is my old phone. I can't, it doesn't work very well. But um, yeah, we're thinking of you guys. And um, yeah, we wish you were all here. But you are all here. Sean is on. Yeah. They're muted. Okay. Hmm. 
we haven't you, you you prayed us in, but you can tell us about your life. You're going to share and tell us how your life is going. We've missed you. Yeah, uh, everything is going very well for me. Um, it's just that with um, you know with all the classes and everything, they don't line up with my work schedule, so yeah. I'm not able to be in class. But I do listen to all the replays, and so I'm there with you all in spirit. Yeah, but we'll um, yeah. Yeah, life is um, it's going very well for me. Um, I'm um, having a lot of um, very, very um, deep ahas over the last two to three weeks in regards to um, um, my unity um, with God and everyone, as well as my um, my intentions and how they affect my life. And so, I really saw the power of intention. Um, with every single thing that I do. And that's been very prominent in my life over the last few weeks. And I've under, always understood intention, but I didn't understand it to the point where I really understand it now. And it's just that whatever my thought is in the going into anything is my heart, mind congruency. And when I go into something, I have to go into it wholehearted in spirit. And when I do so, then I'm in the divine flow of, of the love of God. But whenever there's any, anything that's just even a minor fear, doubt, judgment within that <clears throat> inspiration or intention, then everything that kind of follows through is going to be a mirror of that. And I'm understanding the power of thought, how powerful it is. And it's, 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 it's being very helpful for me. And it's allowing me to go back to the root causes of what's created my, my, my past beliefs and the, the clouded vision, which I see through in my lens of life. So, you know, you know, many, many examples are occurring right now, but just, you know, for work, for example, it's, um, therefore in my first joined masterful living you know i just looked at just work is just being so painful and that i won't be truly happy until i'm retired now i realize that what i do makes a difference in the world and whether or not it's, it's a lot of hard physical and mental work it's I, i'm serving a purpose and if i make my intention every day is to wake up to have be connected with the holiness of spirit and to have the deep desire of harmony, of peace, joy, of bliss, then I'm going to experience in my life every single day. And I don't have something I have to look forward to, to finally find peace. The peace is now. So it's really changed my daily just routine and the way I look at things every day. And I have more energy at the end of the day. And I, I'm finding myself to finally being more happy. Mm-hmm. And then I've also um, shared with Sue earlier this week, she's my prayer, prayer partner now, about, um, you know, kind of overall joy and happiness. I'm not always, you know, the most joyous and happy person. Um, I tend to, I'm very, most people would describe me as a very kind, a very soft-spoken, very introverted um, person, but I'm not always like viewed as like just the happiest person. And I, went back to my, you know, the root cause of that. And it really came from childhood. And I really saw it with my father. So my father never allowed me to experience happiness, um, no matter what I did. And so, you know, having a better understanding of that, now I can see why I blocked myself and I self-sabotaged myself in experiencing happiness. So over the last few weeks, I've really just kind of started waking up just to intention, to happiness, to joy and peace on a daily basis and it's really just changed everything and i'm just feeling more and more connected with spirit i'm really just totally 100 percent seeing the oneness in everything just knowing that my thoughts are completely creating the projection of what i see in everyone else a hundred percent and i get it now and i don't know why it took me so long to really get it but i i get it mm-hmm. What a gift. It really is. It's a blessing. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Mm.
I uh, would like to share about what went on for me last week. Um, my wife has uh, gone through a period of uh, extreme depression. When she gets extreme depression, the she feels the emotional burden of having a husband that's not not well. And during those times, it it's her desire to jetson the relationship. And uh, so we kind of went through that until she was waiting until the particular antidepressant meds she was on kicked in, which they did this week. And so she's better, but there's still that feeling that um, in the relationship, I am a liability for her. And uh, I don't bring anything of value anymore to the relationship. I'm such a burden from her perspective, which is not true. And I don't want to internalize it. I'm just sharing the perspective uh, of the spouse. So I am praying about that. This is my invisible, working in the invisible, knowing that no matter, I don't want to defend myself, then I open myself up to further attack. So I spend a lot of time praying about it. Um, knowing that um, I, I don't know where this will go, but uh, I definitely want to send out the good energy in life. So um, when I'm in that state, I find that uh, uh, this last week, my wife wouldn't communicate with me at all. She, she lives in a separate apartment and uh, no phone calls, no anything. And so I found that the mind training of the last couple of years have just made it so incredibly bearable. If I got anxious, I turned it over to Holy Spirit. If I was starting to be future casting where this all goes, I turned it over. I lived and, and, and let Spirit be the guiding force and let it inspire me to take whatever actions I needed to do. And, um, I wasn't perfect. No, no, I wasn't perfect, but I definitely felt like the week went by and um, my sanity was kept. <laughs> and uh, I'm still learning about the art of loving even when the other person is not loving you back, perhaps, during that time. They're busy for whatever reasons. So I'm learning a little bit about agape, you know, just love, regardless. So thank you all for listening. That's mm -hmm. uh, That was experience this week. It was intense. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know, Melissa's been talking to me from the invisible and teaching me about that subject that you're talking about now. Thank uh, you. She was telling me that, um, you know, Mom, you, you prefer when I sound like me or when I look like me and you can see me outside yourself. You prefer that. And I, I get that, that personal love. But there is another love that is, I'm now paraphrasing a little bit, um, that I know about now, she says, that, and sometimes that love feels like another voice, or like it's inside you, or yesterday she was telling me it was in, even in the sand, 
I've never been one, you know, most of the people in our group, I, I find in spiritual circles, people are more attuned to nature than I have been. Um, and so to hear this from Melissa telling me that she's on the beach and she's in this other love that doesn't feel personal and, and um, she's trying to help me along with, you know, letting go of, I want her to be my Lissy, but she's now an angel and she has a troop of angels and she is included the way she's never been included in the earth plane. And without just keep on, without just telling me how happy she is, she shows me in her energy how complete she is and that I can have that too if I understand. You know, she's trying to teach me just what you're saying about this agape love. Yeah. It is real. It is as real as personal love. Um, it's it's a big lesson because just that just love everybody and you don't have to worry about them loving you back or whatever. You just oh, that the love she's trying to say the love is there for you back. It may not be yeah in the in the voice of your wife right now. Exactly. But all that love is available at every moment. Like like Kevin was saying in a different way. He was saying in his own way that he thought the love wasn't available because of his father and because of his self-sabotage and so on. And now I feel like Kevin's, is, is that right? That you're feeling the love that's, that's available. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. It's exactly what I'm feeling. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're joining. I bet there are more people on this call that are resonating with this because we are one and we, we come at these lessons differently, um, but truth is truth, and we come we come to it as we come to it. But I, I am learning that it's not a coincidence that we are having the same experiences in from different points of view. I bet Jenny, you have something to offer on this too. Yeah, I feel like that was um. Thanks for everyone to share. That's really uplifting and helpful to hear and clarifying. Um, yeah, I feel like this week I, like Kevin was talking about with the intentions, kind of set the intention to fully receive the support that's available. And it's just amazing how it's been encoded in like so many things that I wouldn't have truly felt it from before and one of the major things I spoke to Angela this week and um, I guess part of I feel like that kind of impersonal love is is all embracing so all embracing like say my own process that everything I do like it's so messy you know like a child like I feel like I have a toddler inside me that's just running riot at the moment just like crying one minute and then angry and you know, like flapping around the place and making a total mess out of things and then being absolutely gorgeous and, and beautiful and spontaneous. And then like, you know, it's just, it's a wild, it's a wild ride. I feel very Irish the way I said that. Um, and yeah, and I, and you know, just fully embracing all of it has been really liberating. And I kind of feel like that's, it it maybe has the resonance of of impersonal love in it that kind of all inclusive and everything's welcome and I watched um, the movie Abe or Lincoln this week and I was just struck by how like he wasn't a perfect um behaved man and yet his intention to um bring about equality was so strong that it was like there was no it wasn't never it was just his uh, such a belief in it um and I don't really know much about American history but or politics but um I just I was just struck by that how we don't have to act perfect um in our 
our behavior to achieve great things on behalf of of spirit and I I don't know where else I read it or whether Jennifer said it about you know perfect forgiveness doesn't mean perfect behavior and I find that really helpful because I really I trip up in my own behavior <laughs> so often but it's it can be another opportunity to forgive myself um and I felt really grateful for the mass for living community because it feels like I listened to a mass for living one call and I was just reflecting I guess on the journey with mass for living and how it just came out of nowhere it, I never heard of a course in miracles it just arrived on my podcast I saw Jennifer's face and I just selected it and um I haven't really known what I really love in life and I feel like the Mass for Living community has been something I could safe and so good that I could pour love into you and it's yeah it's it's I just um felt huge huge gratitude for how it's teaching me and is it like a template for how I can live a more authentic life so that's been my learnings this week so beautiful yeah i'm get i'm feeling a nudge to to share one more thing prompted by what you're saying jenny and that's that um we all evaluate how we're doing and it's kind of part of awareness and it's probably has a lot of good aspects because we can catch ourselves and choose again but this love that's available that we're talking about is not conditional that's what you're saying Jenny we don't have to act perfectly we don't have to forgive perfectly but it's just given it's just available and when we block it then we don't know about it and we think it's not available but it it isn't it isn't based on our behavior i i i just love remembering that and hearing that even though it's in the words i i i need to hear that too mhm yeah me too need to hear it hear it um quite often to remember it mhm mhm and the angels they want us to know that they really do Are you going to share something on it? Yeah, you know, along with this uh is what came to mind while uh, you guys were all talking about this. So on, on the same lines, uh, I I was thinking about it a little bit just now and uh, what came to my mind was about how you know, uh, not just in the course of miracles but in a lot of different teachings, um they say that you are love. We are love. It's not um it's the same thing that Rosalind is saying really about love being available but not only is it available we our very nature is love is the thing that I'm where I'm or I'm coming with this and what I've sort of come to realize now is that there's nothing really that needs to be done to uh to experience that because it's our true nature it's just who we are so all we're ever doing is like a lot of times when we're searching for love we're really by searching for it we're we're automatically sort of negating it in a sense because it's already there so when you're searching for it that just means that you believe that you don't have something but you already have so if you're looking for bread but you have bread in your hand clearly that's going to be you know you won't be able to eat until you eat the bread that's in your hand so um and another example that i heard once was and it was about something else but it applies to this too it's kind of like if two fish were talking to each other and one was saying you know i've heard about this thing called water and everybody a lot of people have been talking about it but i don't know what it is and they're in the water you know the fish are in the water but because they live in it they don't realize that it it's there and that that is their you know uh medium and that's providing them everything you know so what i've realized now is that um what gets in the way of love 
uh, is is me actually is my ego, and uh, it's just it's just me. It's just my thinking. And when uh, when I get those breaks from thinking in general, like I don't when I when the thoughts subside and I stop searching for things and I stop trying to do this or that, I feel the love. I feel it. And um, so it's it's a matter of uh, getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about trying to find it. It's about, it's there. So all I need to do is recognize that the thoughts that I'm thinking aren't true. Maybe whether it's 100% of the time or 99% of the time, they're mostly not true. And so I'm not getting as perturbed about my untrue thoughts as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And that used to bother me a lot, my untrue thoughts, mm-hmm. because I, I believed in them. And now mm-hmm. if I have an untrue thought, I, I just tell myself it's not true. And that's all I need to do. I don't need to do anything more than that. And I think before I was trying to do a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's, it's just become just the, I mean, you can tell yourself that your thought isn't true, but what's helping me is, is believing that the thought isn't true. So mm-hmm. recognizing the thought isn't true and then, and then kind of thinking about why it isn't true. And as mm-hmm. soon as I figure that out, it's gone. And I'm, mm-hmm in that space again, the peace, bliss, love, and all that. And um, the more I try to do about it, the more I'm not in it. And so um, it's funny, you go from trying to do all these things, and then now I'm just going to this idea that it's, a, it's really not about doing anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of was thinking about. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Thank that's you. Yeah. Marianne U. Williamson, who I used to study with years and years ago, um, she used to say, when you're looking for love, stop and see where you're withholding love. Mm. Yeah. That's always been very useful because I can do that on a dime and then feel, you know, my conscious experience is that I'm, being rejected or I'm not being loved properly somewhere. Mm-hmm. And really the truth of my experience is that I'm actually withholding from that very person that I'm judging for not giving me the love the way I want it. It's quite, it's quite amazing. It's, it's hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I've noticed myself like I was doing this. Uh, I started the lessons again very recently. And, uh, there's that one, the second lesson, uh, that I've given everything the meaning it has for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been noticing now, like, how what, I, what was slipping my mind before was how quick I am to judge just for no reason whatsoever. Like, before, I used to think, oh, this person's looking at me this way or that way or things like that. And I didn't really... I didn't really think about it a lot, but it, would, it was there. And I, I now I'm noticing it a lot more that I... I have this a lot, a lot, like all the time. Like anytime I see somebody, anybody, it's just uh, I automatically a lot of times have a negative judgment come up in my mind or an opinion or some sort of thought. And uh, whereas before when I recognized that, I might have um, berated myself for it or tried to support the argument, which is also very common. It's like if we have a negative argument in our mind, then we come up with more negative arguments to support the first argument to prove that we're right about it. And um, so a lot of that happens really rapid fire and without really a lot of conscious awareness. And it can go on for minutes or hours or days or years even, depending on what that thought is. And now it's like I, I, I see myself once in a while catching this. Uh, and I'm not, I by no means perfect at all. I mean, there are times when I go along with some of these negative projections or negative ideas and I will support them and I, I'll just go about it unconsciously. But um but when I but I am noticing it more lately is that just as some random negative idea, I'll just look at somebody's faces automatically come up with some kind of conclusion about them that I would normally just believe on some subtle level without questioning it. And now I'm like just throwing it out right away. I'm like, wait, just let that go. Don't, I'm telling myself, kind of, without word, just let it go and don't give it any support. Just let it go. Like, even though you had that thought, you don't have to argue with it. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to support it. But just let it go. Just just listen to the person 
and come up with more, uh, just a better, fresher perspective without the opinions and the judgment. And so it's been really wild seeing those impressions come up automatically, so, so to speak, um, and, and just how quickly they come up. It's kind of astounding, really. Um, but yeah, fighting with those thoughts is not helpful at all. Um, and it doesn't work. Um, so hmm. you're learning how to let go of that. And the other thing I was thinking too is that the love that we feel and the love that we are and the bliss that we are is only one breath away. It's really only one breath away. Like as soon as you take one inhalation or one exhalation, you just change your breath from inhalation to exhalation. The, between the inhalation and the exhalation, there's like a gap. And that gap is is without thoughts and without judgment, and it's very pure. So now I just I, it's, it's more like a physical thing, a physical technique for me now, which is just take a breath. You know, anytime I have a judgment, just take a breath or exhale or inhale, do something to just let that thought go and move on. So those are some things. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I find um, the self-forgiveness letters as well. Mm -hmm. Doing one of those a day have been really, really powerful. And I can see they're helping me to um, kind of like what we've been talking about, bring it back in to myself and to do the work invisibly. So I kind of I feel like that was a decision this week was really with my relationships. Um, I recorded actually a prayer and I think I might continue doing this like a prayer for my marriage and a prayer for my family um, like me speaking my own prayer for and I just feel like that's one of my intentions this year is to do the work in the invisible and that kind of came out of one of our conversation as well um, Kevin a while ago um, yeah about I guess relationship healing and it feels like when I do the self judgments, I re or self judgments, when I do the self forgiveness, I see the self judgment, and it feels like a lot of that's what's coming up. Um, like Alan, like, like you're talking about, I think a lot of what I see is actually my own um, judgments of myself, but I see them in other people, mm -hmm. and um, I'm finding it quite liberating to to realize that I if I every day just turn up to my practice and and keep releasing and clearing away and you know I kind of had that image of I think Jennifer talks about this like the boxes in your house like having lots of boxes in my, in my house that I'm just clearing out and I guess I can now I now understand which I never really did the clearing out process and why that's so important and I was thinking about how like um you know if I came across an area that was really kind of messy and maybe a bit what I thought was a bit gross or kind of ooh, ugly or something. Like, I think if I was cleaning my house, I'd be like, oh, great. This is going to be great to get this cleaned out. But in my own process, I'm kind of like, whoa, well, don't want to look at that. Or I, or I judge myself for the fact that it's there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been really helpful, I guess, in the self-forgiveness process, to be really honest with myself and owning everything. And, and and then I guess that's that all embracing part of just being like, yes, like this is, this is great. Like look at all this clearing out and that's not in my mind anymore. And it doesn't matter how many times I have to clear out a box. It's just great. Every time something is moved out. That's awesome. Yeah. It seems like that's at the end of the day, that's kind of what I feel like sometimes I, I used to tell my wife that I feel like I'm a cleaner. Like I'm just like, all I'm doing is like I have a broom and I'm just, cleaning the floor and every time something falls on the floor or I find something, I got to sweep it up, you know, like, and that's all it is. I actually, it's just a simple, it's so simple actually after a while, if you think about it that way. Um, yeah. Like no matter how hairy the mess is or how gross it is or how uncomfortable it is or how bad it seems, the light can clear away all the darkness, no matter what, whatever that dark, whatever form that darkness takes, the light will always clear it up. And, um, yeah, that's powerful. I like what you said, Jenny. That was great. Thanks for the share. You're welcome.
I think Sue fell asleep. Yeah. Oh, you woke her up using her uh-huh. name. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. You okay, Sue? Just, you can just, one minute you're awake and the next thing you're asleep. And then awake again. <laughs> How's everything going in your family, Sue? Um, I haven't heard any news for a while, and so that's good news. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think everything's, you know, working out okay now. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody on the, on the phone. Is that Lawrence? No, he's there. It starts 194. Nine four nine three two six. Are you there? Oh, hi there. This is Lisa. Lisa. Hi. Lisa. Yeah, I just. Hi. I uh, I have a cold, so I'm kind of lying low today. But I thought I would at least listen in. <laughs> well, you're so, welcome to be with us. Hi. Hi there. Yeah. Thank you. I usually teach on Saturday morning, so. I usually miss the community calls, so, uh, and I, I think I heard, um, Corrine's voice. Mm-hmm. How, are you, yeah, how's Hans doing? Yes, I'm here, and Hans is here, and he's doing fine, thank you. Um, oh, good. Everything is much better now, yes. Thank you. Mm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sue, I wanted to tell you that I think that your share about your grandsons was very, very helpful to a lot of people. Um, people, It didn't matter if people have grandsons or not. Um, I think the relationship between forgiveness, self-forgiveness, and whatever we object to in the other, it was just such a great, you know, some, some stories bring us back home better than other stories. And I think that one was very, very helpful in the community. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. It was certainly helpful to me. Oh, that's good. You know, we forget that minds are joined. So we we think we can think whatever we want about somebody and that they're going to be not responding to that, especially if it's judgmental and so on. I mean, I don't know how we can even for a second believe that when we know otherwise, but we do. It's, it's a insanity that we carry that, that we're really these separate beings and our minds are separate and we can think anything we want and we're going to get a loving response back. It's uh, always a surprise when we learn otherwise. Yeah, that's very true. Um, And it reminds me of of what um, Gary Renard always quotes from the Course, that that it's so important that as you see him, you will see yourself. Mm -hmm. And as you think of him, you will think of yourself. And that we, um, we're determining how we are going to feel, uh, which, you know, like everyone, I, I have to catch myself uh, so many times a day going into judgment. But I just love that quote from the Course. And, and as we think of them, so they'll see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just bounces back. It's, there's, it's not really going to anyone. It's a loop. Mm-hmm. We're, it's our projection. Mm-hmm. It's our projection. So, yeah. So we can turn that around in a second with self-love that's always there, like Anand says. It is who we are. So it's mm-hmm. always there. Right, and like you said, remembering that we are one, and our minds are joined, and, you know, we don't have to like what they're doing, but to remember that innocence that's within them. 
Mm -hmm. I had that experience with them in college this week, the, the librarians. I, I've always, ever since I've been in the college, been there for three years now, I've always said they're just the most loving, helpful people. And I only ever experienced them as kind, helpful, can't go out of their way enough. And it was just, I kind of left, I went in and, and I had a kind of support meeting with, with someone for my thesis. And she was really helpful. And then this other guy, like, didn't, I didn't have an appointment with him. And he just, I said I was just struggling with using a, a computer program and he just gave me his time and was really helpful and kind and generous and and it was I kind of left and I thought oh like there it is there is that experience that I've created with my thoughts which are like that they're helpful you know thoughtful kind generous I've affirmed the truth so many times in relation to, to that and there there it was and I just thought well if I apply that in a few more places in my life it's just amazing to see what what um what can unfold mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs> yeah. um, yesterday um uh, the reviewing the lessons, we're in the part about reviewing the thoughts, <laughs> which oh. really, really helped me a lot. And last night I was sitting on the bed thinking about my granddaughter who has not called me, my son who knows his dad had surgery, you know, had not, has not called, you know, and I'm, I was starting, but I caught myself <laughs> before I, before I went on and on. And I just looked at their picture on the wall and I just said, you know, positive affirmations. I turned it around because I'm, I'm because of the, exercises you know if i having that support of reviewing and that's what i was doing i was reviewing um the lessons when these things just came you know it's almost like a test you know <laughs> and so yeah there is a lot of benefit you know and i and i really am that which is one of the lessons today i really am determined to see things differently so everything that i used to see in the past that made me so miserable mm. i am really determined to see differently so Thank God for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Good for you, Kareem. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to, uh, some something kind of different that I wanted to bring up was uh, uh, yesterday, I, I volunteer at the senior, uh, senior center in town and they have a library there where you can uh, take the books uh, from the library and you can return them whenever you want and it's not like a it's not like something where you need to check them out or anything like that and uh, so I always go in there to just see what I might find in there and I found this book of a collection of uh, of a collection of books by uh, I think a pastor from 1800s early mm -hmm. 1900s and um, it's a whole book about prayer and it's all these different all his complete works in this one book. And the funny thing is that he was a, uh, he was a pastor for the Confederate army, the Southern mm -hmm. army before the civil war, which I thought was interesting, but he was a pastor. And then eventually he, you know, um, because of the civil war, he ended up with the, in, in the, within the union. Um, so there was a part of me that was like thinking about judging him for that, but I was like, no, wait, let me just read his book because he's a pastor. It's about prayer, and no matter what army you're in around the world, anywhere, you know, you can still be a religious person, and you can still have, you still need. Everybody's got God, whatever strange thoughts they might have about things. Um, but anyway, that's a side note. Um, so I found this book and I thought it was really cool and I was reading it and it's, it's just really, it is a really good book. And it was just basically confirming the idea that, you know, when you pray about something, pray about it as though it will happen, that it actually will happen. And because that's what Jesus says in the Bible, basically, that uh, um, as you, as, as it is said, I will give you whatever you ask for. End of story. I mean, it's just like, I will give you whatever you ask for, but you have to pray with faith, pray with complete faith, and it will happen. And so I've been thinking a little bit about um, some of the backlash on social media about 
um, whenever something happens around the country and uh, lately with the shootings and things like that, people are like, uh, say that, you know, our thoughts and prayers are in this. And then there's a backlash that comes back saying it's not enough to have thoughts and prayers. You have to do something about it. And so I've been thinking about this issue a lot in my mind because what's come to me about this whole concept about you have to do something but prayer isn't enough is that really I feel like prayer is enough, but you have to pray. Like you can't just say my thoughts and prayers are here. You have to spend some time and actually pray about it. And if you actually pray about it, it will come to pass even with all these crazy hot-button issues that are going on now. Prayer is the answer, and I feel like the even though I'm sort of on a political level, I'm, I'm more on the liberal side of things, um, I feel like a lot of people are saying you've got to do something, don't just pray about it, or they're kind of negating the idea of prayer altogether, and I'm thinking in my mind that it's not being said that, wait, prayer does work, and prayer can work, and people should pray about this if they feel that they want change. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Um, I don't know. I, I just wanted to say it. I don't know if there's anybody who wants to discuss it. But it's been running around in my mind for a couple, maybe a couple months now, about this prayer thing and um, and all these things that have been going around around the country as far as shootings and and laws and politics. And I'm trying to get away from politics, and I think the answer might be to just the answer is to just for me to stop reading about all this stuff. And just focus on the spiritual practice because that is the best way I can make change um, happen. So I'm starting to realize with the whole one mind thing um, that if I change my mind about something truly, if I'm truly looking for an answer in my mind and I'm truly praying about it, it will come to pass amongst many thousands or millions of people across the universe. So that's the power of prayer. And I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that, don't know it. There's a lot of people maybe who do. But whether they do or they don't, it's up to me to um, to practice that uh, with the things that I care about, including myself and including people around me and uh, even these political issues that are bothering, that may be bothering, you know. That reminds me of um, the the story about the hundredth monkey. Do you know that story about um, uh, a monkey uh, in Africa who was the first one to wash his sweet potato before he ate it? Oh, okay. I think I might have heard this. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have heard. And. Um, and the theory is that, that when the hundredth monkey washes his sweet potato, then everybody all over the world will begin to, all the monkeys will begin to wash their sweet potatoes. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, I think, it, you know, if, if everybody was praying about this, instead of just talking about it and trying to change it, you know, a lot more would happen. It would. I, I genuinely believe that we're our minds are getting diverted by this idea that praying isn't enough. Like, okay. the people who do things will do them. If their minds are changed about it, the people who are on whatever side of the issue, their minds will change if okay. our minds change. And if our minds ask for solutions, then the solutions will happen. They will happen in the world. And it doesn't necessarily mean I have to go out there and fight somebody to do it. Maybe somebody else will do the fighting. But the, the thought has to change. Behavior doesn't change on its own. Thinking has to happen for the behavior to happen. So, And if all our minds are connected, which they are, we're all one mind, then if, one solution, if the solutions keep coming up in the one mind, they will be heard. They will happen. And so um, I, I truly believe that. The more I think about it, the more... I'm coming up with this mindset is that um, that prayer, maybe prayer needs to go along with action. I'm not saying abandon action, but I'm also saying do not abandon prayer. Like totally do not ab abandon prayer. It's really important. And uh, anybody who thinks it isn't, that they don't understand prayer, in my opinion. 
when we're going into prayer power next week. <laughs> yeah, good timing. And and what you said there, um, I could relate in a way because my niece, I have a niece who's an activist, and sometimes I've even I was even a, a little bit annoyed with some of the action that they're trying to do because there's always any time I see something against something else, even if it's for something good, the fact that you're against already there's a conflict right there. But I was um, led to soften that, you know, vision of her and just really just understand that there are people for different functions. And that's her function right now. And my function is to be, if I'm going to be a light worker, just like you were saying at the beginning, Anna, that any thought that comes in has to go. That's not, you know, it's not, if it's not bringing that cohesiveness and that love, then that's why I'm seeing, like you, a lot more judgments and a lot more things because they need to be little by little completely. And there's a sentence that says, you know, you are called to be holy. You know, and I, I was scared of that sentence at first, but now with A Course Miracles, I realize, yeah, if you, you know, like Jennifer used to, to say, we can't play small, you know. So if we are called to do this work and we are doing it together, then that's the purpose is to just... Yes, turn off the other side. And we, we, we're in the world and we're going to hear about things, but we don't have to engage in that. Yeah. That's the way I see it. I don't have to engage in it. I choose to really try to stay grounded and do the work because I have the opposite living right here with me every day, so it's really challenging. <laughs> but but that's also encouraging me also to really you know be more determined because I realize that, okay, this is my calling. And I don't have to worry about what goes on with anybody else and just try to stay focused on that. So, so I'm glad we're having that coming up next week and that you shared that. And it uh, helps the determination to just continue on that route. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I agree about um, me. If I stay, the thing with the politics and all that is that if I, if I stay focused on my spiritual, um, whatever I'm working on spiritually, that the benefit of that to myself and to um, all the people I interact with is far greater than me getting worked up about any of this stuff. Because if I do get worked up about it, I'm likely to fight more with people. I'm likely to judge people a lot more and my overall happiness goes down. And plus um, I don't do the things that um, even like the regular things that need to get done to help people. Like my, I see my parents every day and um the better the, mo- the better mood I'm in, the more likely I am to spend more time uh, helping them because they need a lot of help with a lot of things, and then having more cheerful, joyous times. And um, the more balanced I am, and the more uh, in tune I am with my myself, my, my real spirit, the more I'm able to do that, and um, the more that I sort of infiltrate my mind with all the negative things that are going on around me in the, the quote unquote the world. Um, that's just making me suffer, honestly. Um, and I'm not saying to be blind to what's going on completely, but I think that a lot of spiritual uh, masters, gurus, teachers, including Jesus, they would spend, I mean, Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights, right? I mean, he just left. He said, I'm out. And he's, he left the whole whatever was going on to, to, to do what he needed to do. And, um, so in, when it comes to spiritual practice, there is a time when the world doesn't need to be attended to, but your spiritual practice does. You know, in fact, you need to, sometimes people need to let, to get away from the quote unquote world in order to work on their minds in a different way, you know, whether it be through spiritual community or through, um, you know, spending some time alone and that kind of thing. Who would like to pray us out, and what prayers do we want to put on the altar? Let's pray for Tammy and her family. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tammy, you're in our thoughts and in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And and she used to pray for consistency, which I am praying for now as well. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. I'd like to um ha- I want I- I'd like us to pray for Rand and his situation right now um with his wife 
um, I would like us to send a lot of love out uh, to heal that relationship. You got us right there with you, Rand. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're here for you. If you need anything or if you want to talk about it or open up about it, we're, we're here for we'll share you. More next week uh, as uh, there's there's more to the story, but we'll we'll continue on next week. Sure. Yeah. The concerns. Yeah. We're holding you in our hearts and our minds. So I'll pray us out. Please put your hand on your heart if you would join me. Taking a deep breath and feeling how we are the one heart. We are the heart of God. We have room for the angels and the invisible to place their energies in our heart. To aid us from the invisible. We put on the altar all upsets, all fears, all concerns, all insecurities, all thoughts of judgments, all situations that we wish were not as they are. We put everything on the altar and we ask that the invisible show us another way to perceive things. We know we need another way when we feel a lack of joy. Joy is our natural state. We declare truth, which is that we are love. Joy is available to us, for us, with us. And we are joy. I'm not sure what that noise is, but we will include that noise in with the joy. We are so grateful for the company of angels, for the company of each and every person who's here today and who listens later. We join together for peace, for harmony, for consistency, for the oneness that is the truth. And for that, we are so grateful and we share the benefits with each and every person and we say amen together. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Rosaline. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. There's a community call this Wednesday. There's no teaching call. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. See you then. Okay. See you Wednesday. Bye. Bye. See you Wednesday. God willing. <laughs>